So our show, The Adventures of Sharon and Pete, are going to be released on the first Thursday of every month. Now we have The Adventures of Sharon and Pete, Episode 2, Pete at the Sex Fest. Hi, it's Pete. Now it's my turn to tell you what happened to me at the sex fest. To be honest, I didn't really want to tell you, but Sharon has made me. It was all a bit embarrassing in the end. She had so much better time than me. But what's new? She often has more fun on our sex adventures. So after Sharon went up to the podium and found Marcus, I was standing there on my own, holding my number. 112. I was feeling a bit jealous. Marcus looked really ripped and manly and I'm sure Shah was going to have a great time with him. She went off into the bushes. So now I was waiting for the woman to go up to the podium with the number 112 and call me out. I was feeling a bit nervous. I've never been much good at waiting. I'd just rather get on with things. And this was an unusual situation. Mind you, there were still some really attractive women left standing around the pool, with some of the men now gone. Maybe I'd have a bit of luck. The next woman was up at the podium calling out her number. Shit, number 140. That was a shame. She was super attractive. I wish I'd had number 140. Another couple of numbers went by with the girls being introduced to their other male halves. After what seemed like an eternity, eventually Dapper Steve called out 112. I looked around, and there, going towards the microphone, was a stunning, sexy woman. She must have been in her early thirties, about five foot five, wearing a white bikini bottom that was so tight it showed the lips of her vagina through the skimpy Material. My God, that was a turn on. She barely had anything on top. There was just one bright pink oleander flower over each nipple, which matched a garland of oleander flowers in her hair. She stood at the microphone and said, Come to me, 112. I moved forward through the other people still thronging about there until I got to the podium. Hi, she softly murmured. I'm Vivian. Her eyes were looking approvingly at me and she planted a big kiss on each of my cheeks. Hi, I'm Pete. Pete, come and get a drink with me. So we went over to the bar and grabbed a drink each. She had a Mai Tai, I had a whiskey with ice. There's a time in every evening when I get to whiskey. And this was that time. Drinks in hand, she led me to a bench by the side of the garden. Looking me straight in the eye, she grabbed my balls in her spare hand and started massaging me gently through my shorts. She was virtually whispering now. Pete, have you ever been to this do before? No, no, I haven't. Look, Pete, me and George, that's my partner, We've been here several times, and honestly, we find it a bit tame. Just, you know, one-to-one -one activity.
somewhere in the bushes or in a cabana. We like to jazz it up a bit more than that. My mind was racing. I had no idea what she meant. She soon explained. P, we like a little orgy. We've got a boat down at the dock and we take the partners we've been allocated and have a naughty sunrise. A sex fest on the boat. Are you up for it? Of course I was up for it. I had no idea what Sharon was up to, but maybe it was my year to have more fun than her. The very word orgy made me start to feel a hard-on coming. Sure, I'm up for it, Vivian. Tell me more. Look, George hasn't been called yet, but when he is, he will bring the woman he's paired up with over here, then we'll sneak off to our boat. It's not really a big orgy, just the four of us. But we have a sort of routine. George is a bit of a voyeur, you know. He likes to watch something new. So what we do, we start with you, me and his girl having a threesome while he's driving the boat, watching. Watching us gives him a super big hard-on. Then he moors the boat and comes and joins us. Vivian winked at me with eyes burning bright with desire, her hands still gently massaging the bulge in my shorts, now so tight it was almost uncomfortable. Just the idea of having a threesome with this sexy minx was blowing my mind. Pretty soon we were joined by a tall lanky guy who announced he was George and looked several years older than Vivian. He was bold, but you know what they say about bold men. They've always got big dicks. He was wearing bright Bermuda shorts and sandals and looked a dead ringer for Steve, the owner of the place, like they could be brothers. The girl on his arm looked Asian, Thai maybe? She had straight black hair down to her waist and what seemed, in the darkness, to be black eyes, contrasting with her broad white smile. She was very petite, in fact, she was not wearing a top at all. She barely had breasts. The nipples were like small olive stones set in her olive skin. She had a gold chain around her waist with one part of it dangling down to her left thigh. It was very erotic. It was hard to see what she was wearing below. I decided it must be one of those very thin Brazilian type thongs as there was just a small strap going round the top of each thigh. To me she was dead pretty, but not hot sexy like Vivian. Hi, I'm Pete. What's your name? I'm Sam, and with that she gave me a huge kiss on the lips. George has told me how we're all going to play together on his boat. She smiled and gently stroked my arm. I've never had a foursome before. I'm getting such a rush. George went into command mode. I'm going to go get the keys to the boat for the barman. Girls, you go to the entrance and get us a couple of those cycle rickshaws. Pete, I suggest you leave your wallet and phone here with the barman. You're not going to need them on the boat and we don't want to lose them. The barman is completely trustworthy. I know him personally. We were quickly back at the entrance to the villa and then whisking through the streets which were quietening by then. Wow, what a nice boat George possessed. It must have been at least about 50 foot. 
We walked over the gangway to the back deck and inside to a large, elegant sitting area where there was a bar fashioned from walnut wood. George gave us all a champagne cocktail and then summoned the docking assistant to cast off. George went up above to the driving seat. We were soon heading out into the bay. It was still dark, just the very dull light of first dawn, like a thin line on the horizon. Vivian took Sam by the hand and went outside. There was a small rail with a narrow walkway leading round to the front of the boat. She beckoned me to follow. Once we got to the front of the boat, I saw a large double mattress on the deck below George's driving area, covered with a bread spread with a pattern of bright tropical fish. I could see George looking down, but by now the boat was going slowly, so slowly it was barely moving. Sam, stand behind Pete, put your hands around his waist and stroke his dick. With that, Vivian was in front of me, quickly removing my shorts. Standing, she leant forward, French kissing me, with a hand under my balls, juggling them, kneading gently. At the same time, I felt Sam's hot nipples touching my back, her arms around my waist, and her soft, small hands starting to gently stroke my dick with long, rhythmical strokes up and down the shaft. I don't know how long this went on. I was in a sort of heaven. As I'm trying to remember all that happened to tell you, it all becomes a bit of a blur. Vivian threw herself onto the mattress on her back and beckoned Sam to start licking her pussy. Sam licked really fast, like a cat hungry for the milk. Vivian started moaning. I lay down beside her and slowly massaged her breasts, removing the oleander flowers so that I could play with her hardened nipples as I deep throat kissed her. Sam had one of her small hands tight around my dick and was squeezing it like she was pumping it. I don't think it had ever felt so hard. Vivian rolled over and within seconds was sitting on Sam's face so that Sam's tongue could penetrate as deep as possible into the pleasure zone. I looked up and saw George with his dick out, stroking it slowly. I wondered what to do. The obvious thing seemed to be to move position and to try cat lick Sam's pussy just as she'd lit Vivian's. I started off. I don't know what perfume Sam used, but there was a very strong smell of roses as I started on this mission. It was then the problem started. Sharon will tell you that I'm a bit useless at licking. I like to blame it on not having been breastfed as a child. Can't roll the tongue well enough. Vivian could feel that the heat was going out of Sam and screamed at me, faster, faster, eat that pussy, eat that pussy. This just made me feel even more self-aware. My hard-on was dying a bit now. George barked down. Come on, you lot. I want some real action. You're all being so tame. 
With that, Vivian moved off Sam and pushed me over onto my back. In the indigo light at dawn, I saw her put a condom in her mouth. She beckoned Sam to sit on my face and at the same time bent forward, grabbed my dick and slowly put her mouth right on it, deep inside, delivering the condom right down the dick. It was just all too much. My dick had been played with for a long time by then. In one huge spasm, I came like a volcano. Vivian was suddenly sitting up, screaming at me again. You're such a letdown. We haven't even started fucking yet. You've spoiled all the fun. We're meant to go for an hour or so more, get George down. Just go, go get us a drink from the bar. With that, she looked up at George and gave him a thumbs down sign. I got up and started to edge round the boat to the back to get the drinks from the bar. Suddenly there was an almighty roar of the engines and George swung the boat round with all its power. I hurtled into the water, gulping the saltiness as I sank below the waves. Soon back at the surface I saw the boat moving off into the distance. I'd been ejected from the sex fest orgy for being useless. I looked up to find that I was a few hundred yards away from the harbour in front of the hotel. I was completely naked. I had nothing. My first thought was just to get out of the water. I swam like crazy to the dockside, thankful that it was still early morning and there was no one around. I stood on the ladder to climb out of the dock for a few moments, trying to think. By now the sun was rising. Everything was visible. I realised there was nothing for it. I would have to make a dash for the hotel. There was no way I could go through the whole of Key West, wet and naked. I clambered out onto the dockside and ran to the hotel with one hand over my dick. I pushed through the revolving door and went up to the reception desk. Hi, I'm in a bit of a predicament. I'm here with my partner Sharon. We're in room 446. Can you please call up to the room and see if she was there? The receptionist was smirking. He could see my predicament, but he was going to play this one. She's going to need to be there, sir, because I can't let you into the room without identity and you doesn't seem to have any. Just ring the goddamn room. The receptionist went over to the phone. I could just about hear the phone ringing the other end, but there was no response. He came back, trying to be serious, but he was still smirking. Sir, the only thing I can suggest is you go hide in the toilets for a couple of hours and then we try the room again. This seemed ridiculous, but maybe it was the only way. Just then, as great luck would have it, the revolving doors swung Sharon into the lobby. She looked at me. Why are you completely naked and wet? And what are you doing here? I've been looking at, for you at the party for hours. Oh, Sharon, I went for an orgy on a boat and got thrown off for being useless. Sharon cracked up. Partly because it was genuinely funny. Partly because I was going to have to forgive her for everything she had done at the sex fest. <laughs>